Last time on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we watched Season 1, Episode 6 of Bridgerton. Swish, as it's called. And in that episode, Simon and Daphne hooked up a bunch, and then Daphne realized that, oh, Simon's capable of procreating. He can, they can have a child if they so choose, but he doesn't want one, and they're unhappy. Also, Marina, she got outed as being pregnant. A lot of drama boiling over, and we'll catch up on that and more this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. How you gonna up and leave me now? How you gonna act like that? How you gonna change it up? We just finished making up. How you gonna act like that? How you gonna and we are back again. Absolutely we are. How you doing, Dave? I'm good, Corey. I think there's one thing that we need to, to just discuss briefly, and it okay. has to do with the plot, but I just want to get ahead of, of of a mistake that we both made that definitely took up way too much time last week. Sure. So Let's, ta- let's table that for a moment, though. Ta- okay, so is there, are there, is there news first? Yes, there's absolutely news. You know, Dave, when I said that the delay of Downton Abbey, the movie 2, was the biggest Downton Abbey movie, like, news we'd get for the rest of the year? Mm-hmm. I, I lied. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is Downton Abbey adjacent, but Hugh Bonneville, he, uh, he's, he's quite the character of the Fallen Instagram. Highly recommend it. He posted on Instagram four days ago, 10 years ago, my mate, uh, Ian, uh, Ian, Ian played Sir Richard Carlyle in season two of Downton Abbey, uh-huh. period, delicious, period, now available to taste on Insta as Ian Glenn 60 Oh and boy. now Ian Glenn has an Instagram and you know true to the form as he is he's, he's it's a picture of him appears to be shirtless just grinning at the camera with sunglasses on four photos how many followers guess Dave how many followers do you think he has and he's been on for like only a little while four days exactly four days, four days. Uh, 35 grand or six days no 467,000 what <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Amelia Clark posted a picture saying that he was on Instagram too, and that got two and a half million likes. A photo of them two together. Wow, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's funny because Hugh Bonneville just has this really smug looking picture of Richard Carlyle on his Instagram that just looks amazing. Uh, so he's definitely and, he's definitely not in Johnsy territory. Where? <laughs> no, no, he is over. Uh, and and the top comment on Hugh Bonneville's uh, Instagram post is. Uh, some woman named uh, Kate mixed Insta saying, I remember when Matthew punched him in the Christmas special and he needs to come back for the sequel. I mean, we don't disagree. who knows? Maybe they stayed friends or maybe, just maybe, we're getting Richard Carlisle and Down Abbey too. I mean, why else would Hugh Bonneville just be top of mind about his friend Sir Ian Glenn? I mean, do you think Ian Glenn was asking for, for like, can I get some support here? I need to get some followers. I would be shocked if he asked Amelia Clark. Yeah. Or his people did. I, his profile says "sometime singer" and it has his website. And if you go to his website, you can see some Vimeo videos of Ian Glenn, uh, Ian Glenn uh, singing uh, from things. You can also watch his acting reel. <laughs> it's a very traditional website. Does he need an acting reel. He's, he's on Game of Thrones. No, you know happy. who he is. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had no idea he's sixty uh, at this point. He's only but, sixty. Um, I would have pushed put like maybe sixty five. Nah, he's only sixty. He's a he's a good looking sixty. Yeah, and he's on Instagram, so picture good of him for his him. Wife on there. Yeah. Anyway, so there you go. That's 
If anyone is a big fan of Richard of Richard Carlisle as much as we are, it's out there. But Dave, you 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 teased it. I think there's more important fish to fry here. This this does play into this episode season one episode seven of Bridgerton. But last mm-hmm. week, following a week off of Bridgerton yeah. coverage, mm-hmm. we were perplexed as to why our pal Simon was was uh, pulling out. Yeah, and we we. Had questions, and I believe I questioned whether or not there was some medical reason. Mm-hmm. But if we just had taken the time to maybe read our notes from the past week, we would have remembered that on his father's deathbed, Simon goes and tells him that he vows to never procreate. Right. So before we even get to the episode, I just want to apologize to our fans that. Well, I, I think we have a bigger apology, I mean, that we owe them. As, as our listener Sonia pointed out, that. We didn't even touch upon it all last week. It was just a controversy of a controversy of that scene where Daphne forces herself on Simon. And oh yeah, we're we're just two ignorant podcasters, folks. We we weren't even thinking about this. We're we're dudes like oh you know women can do what they want, sure. But there's a whole wave of articles out there on consent in the show, and an active crowd of people who don't like Daphne for what she did to Simon. Because mm-hmm. she literally forced herself on him against his wishes, and he apparently this has been a thing that's carried over from the books too. That's you know been a source of uh, arguments there, of just consent and mm-hmm. her just not obeying Simon's wishes, and uh, that's that's on us. That's our bad. We we should have we should have brought that up and said you know that's not good what Daphne did to him, and that's not no one should do that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's nothing more to say on that. Not not a good look for Daphne. <laughs> not a good look for us for not calling it out. We should have we should have been on our, our p's and q's, but we're, we're we're just doing doing this, you know, as best we can. I mean, there's so much sauce on this show that that we got lost in the sauce. A little bit. It, it's a little bit, you know, when you you get the ketchup out of the bottle and then it gets caught, and you got to hit the bottle repeatedly to get the rest of the ketchup out. That that's what this is. So we left some ketchup remnants in exactly. the bottom of the bottle. So so now you, hopefully you're good to, to dip your fries and everything. But enough about dipping fries. <laughs> enough about the episode Swish. I didn't realize that was the name of the episode last week. Was Swish? Yeah, what Swish. A, what a what a name. So now let's get to Oceans Apart, season one, episode seven, the okay, penultimate episode. Yeah, we are almost at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. And Daphne is playing the piano. She is tapping the keys. And Simon shooting the guns. Having a shoot, she's shooting stuff in the yard, and the two of them what, are. What better way to show a couple of odds than them passionately doing <laughs> completely, you know, different things of playing the piano and him shooting birds? While uh, and, in, in in this giant mansion with the door open, yeah, and they're both upset at each other for for getting in the way. I would have liked Simon to say, like, of all the places in this mansion, you're choosing to play the piano right here. Right now, at this time of day, <laughs> and just Daphne saying yes, <laughs> or Daphne saying, "Of all the places to shoot birds, right by the piano room." You think you, how many grand pianos does Simon have in there? Because uh, he's got couple, one, a couple, two or three. If, yeah, if he's got one, then that's not, that is kind of Simon's fault. And, and you think about this too. He's shooting at these pigeons. Who's cleaning up those pigeons on his lawn? He wants all that blood and guts around his lawn of these. What's of these, his What's these his birds? guy's name? Is a manservant, like the boxer guy? No, not Will. His 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 like 
I don't even know if they have servant, that. I just know they're the help. Yeah. Je- Jeffries, right? Is that the guy's name? I guess so. I don't or know. Or is that somebody <laughs> else? There's another servant. <laughs> Five minutes ago, we're like, we're going to be that. better at covering this. We're, no leftover ketchup. Not, well, you were the one who brought it up. I don't think it really matters what his name is. It's his servant. <laughs> yeah, either way, he's there. Uh-huh. He's the one cleaning up the pigeons. And, okay. All right. But but they all look pretty nervous between the maid and, and the, 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 the servants and everything. They're just kind of nervously looking at each other like, things don't seem right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we see... That they're back to the opposite ends of the table. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're passing messages along to each other through servants. Uh-huh. Very childish. Absolutely. But then we uh She wants her get... personal effects removed from his room, by the way. That, that's pretty damning uh, on the Duke that something went wrong. She doesn't want her stuff in his room at all anymore. And she says, that's just tradition after the honeymoon to, for me mm-hmm. to move into my own room. Simon's like, I'm not going to have that. But Daphne's like, I'm going to have that. But <laughs> yeah. then we get a, a welcome interruption from Lady Whistledown. Mm-hmm. And the episode sort of ramps up. Daphne finds out about this article about Marina and Colin. And she yeah. is driven to immediately start packing the brags to get ready to go to London to help uh, mitigate or be there for her family. Yeah, I mean, Colin's just laying in bed. Uh, he, he mostly feels bad for Marina that she has to go through this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't realize he's so in love with her. He doesn't realize he's been hoodwinked. You know, she may feel something for him, but he's been, he's been mostly hoodwinked. Most, defi- most definitely been hoodwinked. Yeah. And, and so Daphne's going to visit this family, and she does not want Simon around to, to help her with this business. She's She's got it. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want him around either. No, he's in a bad mood. He's 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 killing birds. That that's no one you want. That's no one you want around. That's not good company. Man, and, and Daphne's like, prepare the biggest carriage because I'm gonna need my space. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I mean, she gets there. She slams the door in Simon's face, and uh, she also wakes up right when they're getting to London too, which is pretty funny. And yeah. She's like, ah, we're here. She just knew the smell. Uh, Colin wants to visit Marina. You know, he feels responsible for some reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he still doesn't even know if this is the truth, but the controversy at hand is mm-hmm. if he visits Marina, then she can have some claim that he's the dad. He, he was the one who did it. He just yeah, did it or, before yeah, they I mean, got married. So, well, if he goes to see her unsupervised, that means he... There's a decent chance that it could have gone down. There's no, you know, he could be accused, so to yeah. speak. It could really just draw unwanted attention uh, to the family. And that family, as we hear, is now tarnished because of this thing. Even though they took in Marina, that whole Featherington bunch, you don't want any business to them. They're crooked. Oh, yeah. Undoubtedly. I mean, they're, Lady Featherington is, is crooked. Mm-hmm. I think if she's made one thing clear throughout the show, it's that she's crooked. Yeah. She's vain. She's the, she's the, what's their name, from Pride and Prejudice. What, so she's like the mother? Yeah, she's the, you know, she's all about mother her daughter. Like, yeah. I mean, Mother uh, Bennett, rather? <laughs> yeah, Lady, yeah, Mrs. Bennett. She's all trying Mrs. to Bennett. marry off her daughters, but she kind of knows that they're not on the level of their peers. 
Mm-hmm. And then she tries. She she comes up with this whole plan to marry off Marina. Marina would would have been still yeah. chasing uh, whatever I mean, this guy's name is. I forget. What, she says it at the end, right? Or she says it at some George. point. George. But, I mean, what options did Lady Featherington have, really, <laughs> with Marina? I mean, she was between a rock and a hard place there. Yeah. But Daphne says we can sh- arrange a visit where I can chaperone. And you two can, you know, speak things out between you two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we do see Simon boxing with his boy. He's oh, well. aggressive. And Will's reminding him, like, you took a vow, man. You just got you to deal with it. This is marriage. And he's like, yeah, no, I took another vow, too, to my dying father. Ay, 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 ay. I mean, no one forced you to take that vow to your father, your dying father. You, you did, you put that on yourself, okay? Yeah, that's on you. <laughs> uh, and we go back to the house, and like Daphne is like looking from behind the door to see if Simon's coming in. And he's like, "I see you. You're right there. <laughs> it's like, you live. Like, this is our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not hiding. What do you think?" And. Daphne's like, is this what marriage is supposed to be? Are we supposed to be, like, angry like that? You know? How are you going to act like that? And they they start making out. And one thing leads to another. And Simon is hungry. He's eating. But he ain't hungry. He ain't hungry enough. Well, he's, we see him swallow. Yeah. Well, you know, he he still, they don't, <laughs> they don't complete the deed. Sure, sure, but he, 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 they literally show him taking a gulp, which I was like, my God, how many children are watching this? Uh, and yeah, you know, she's like, let's go to the bedroom to finish what we started, and he's like, no, <laughs> that's all I wanted. <laughs> he's like, yeah, good night. It, it just, I don't know, it just reminds but me of have, that. Then they have go a ahead. serious conversation. Yeah. She's like, what's going to happen? And he's like, look, if I got you pregnant from that one time that you did that thing to me, then I'm going to be a good dad. But if I didn't, we're just going to be two, two people living. Mm-hmm. That's it. So it, the yeah. best life. It just reminds me of that Tyrese song, though. How you going to act like that? Where they're just he talks about they're making love, they're making up. And then you got to how are you going to act like that? You know, it just. And from whose point of view? both <laughs> you know they, they can do that deed and then they just can't they can't they can't deal anyways marina comes to visit mm-hmm. and she tells colin the the whistle down it went woo it was correct indeed she is pregnant she's got one in the, the oven and i mean he doesn't have anything he doesn't have any of that he says he calls her cruel she is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, is she like really like that cruel to him, or is she just kind of uncaring? She's manipulative. Sure. I think I it's cruel. I think it's cruel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's not maliciously cruel, I'd say. I think it's pretty maliciously cruel. She's taking advantage okay. of the goodwill of this this kind young boy. Yeah. I mean, if there was a crowd watching this, and this is like a promo in the wrestling ring, the crowd would be chanting, you effed up, you effed up. That, that would absolutely be coming through. Mm-hmm. And he, but he says, like, if you told me the situation, I would have been down because I was in love. 
It's okay. I like pregnant women. They're hot, and you know, that's what Colin's essentially saying. I mean, I I was very much a little perturbed by Colin's naivete in this scene. Like, come on, yeah, I mean, man. He's, you know, he's a child. Is he a child? How old is he supposed to be? Eighteen. Yeah, I mean, just look at his hair. You can just tell by like the 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 way he's got his hair puffed up. He's a, he's a child, or young, too young. <laughs> yeah, he's a young adult. He's yeah, not an adult exactly. adult. Mm-mm. Uh, so they have this tea party uh, that they were talking about out in the lawn, and Simon's on his best behavior. You know, it's a joy and wonder to be married. Yeah, and the queen shows up and she's like, "I got, I got some." Uh, what does she say? What kind of bird does she say? She wants to. She wants to. Oh, guineas! So she's got some. Mm-hmm. She got a hundred guineas, on yeah. the fact that uh, Simon and Daphne are gonna have a, a little heir or heiress in the next year. Huh? And then Simon says, "I'm working on it." <laughs> Maybe. And then is it Daphne says, "Duplicity comes so naturally to you." <laughs> After that. Yeah, he makes lying as easy as breathing. The way he makes it look there. There's a couple uh, storylines that inter- intersect here. But we can leave those for later, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do see Simon's godmother, Lady Danbury, there. And she was like, oh, hey, Daphne, you want to come to a party? You like to party? Do you like drugs? Do you like drinking? Do you like illicit things? <laughs> well, I have all these just, wives get together. <laughs> this ain't just for the boys. No. This, this is like the first wives too. club. Yeah. You're the newest member. And we do see Lady Featherington trying to apologize to Lady Bridgerton. <laughs> she, call, like, she calls Marina like, that, that scheming hussy. Is she wrong? They're all yes. scheming. Yes. <laughs> they she all. didn't start scheming yeah. until Lady Featherington put the seed. I'm not saying that she's not. It's true. I'm she not saying the her. statement is totally untrue, but I am saying that the scheme was not hatched by Marina. Yeah, but you know what's the funny thing is the Featheringtons are lying low at this tea party. Everything's like fine. They're, they're tarnished, but no one's paying attention to them until Featherington makes a point to be like, you know that thing that everyone's talking about that they really don't like us about? I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean for any of that stuff to happen. And everyone's like, get out of here. I forgot I feel, you were no, I feel like people, have, all eyes are on the Featheringtons when they show up because they're they're like peacocking the whole time with their bright green yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. poor poor Penelope. She She's stuck with these sort of wicked sisters and her mom is vain. And yeah, her, her tough, dad will get to her. her dad. Yeah, so they're asked to leave the actual uh, thing. So, bye, Featherington. Yeah, and they kind of fight. They're like, what do you mean we got invited? It's like, nah, well, nah. that invite's taken back. <laughs> yeah, we realized you were here, and we're like, nah, no, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we don't want you here. We didn't mean, we didn't mean like that. Right. <laughs> we we just meant as a courtesy to invite you. We didn't expect you to actually show up. You know that kind of invite that you do? <laughs> Where it's like, I guess I got to invite this person. I hope they don't show up. And then they do show up. And it's like, how do we get them out of here? Uh, <laughs> that's what happened here. Indeed. Uh, so Lady Bridgerton senses something wrong with Daphne. You know, takes her aside. Mm-hmm. We, we got to talk. And Daphne puts it to her like, you didn't tell me about all this stuff. You told me it was like a relationship. You didn't tell me all that other business. And, and Lady Bridgerton's like, what? Mm. <laughs> really what do you want me to say? say? <laughs> yeah, it's a little taboo. And so, what you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
Daphne wants another word with Marina. You know, they've already met, but she's taking taking a moment and she she wants to apologize to her. She she feels like she misjudged her. I feel like she's empathizing with the situation she's in. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like she's trying to take this sort of uh, lady approach that she did in the village last week, but with Marina. Yeah, men are difficult. Yes, and she wants to go to the general, mm-hmm. who's a, a friend of a friend. And it's the car insurance guy, the general. She mm-hmm. wants to talk to him and see if she can get this information about this guy, Sir George or Mr. George, whatever his name is. And this is George. Try to reunite <laughs> these two. Yeah, and, and Marina puts it to her and is like, "You're just a duchess, Was that, you know? Like, are you going to get the duke to sign it?" And and Daphne's like, "In that after no. that that after the letter is sent, she says, did you get the duke to sign it?'" And she goes, "Oh, the duke didn't sign it." And she goes, "Look, it's useless, no, no, no." So. She's she's telling her at that moment, like they won't pay attention to this if it's just the duchess signing it. Mm-hmm. And then and Daphne's like, "No, no, no, you know, I'll, I'll take care of this." And Marina's like, "You're no help. Bye." You're just wishful thinking, thinking that you can send a letter and make it all okay. Marina continuing to bury it, bury herself. Yeah, she is not accepting any help along the way, except from Lady Featherington, who gave her all the wrong advice. And then Lady Featherington tries to like put her off in a like home, like uh, mm-hmm. what you see in um, in the English game, you know, sort of home for for women that are in this sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And they're saying we need to make a hefty donation for us to accept. And they're like, I thought this was a charity. It's like, yeah, well, charities don't just run. Yeah. You need to donate. And Lady Featherington, not great. But then, not at all. Do we want to talk about what she says to Lord Featherington? <laughs> yeah, let's tackle that conversation. She tries to blame him for all of this and say it's the way he spends his money is is the reason for all of this. He's not wrong. Not too wrong. What do you mean there. she's not? Wrong? It's it's her character I mean, has put them in this marina situation, not her, her husband's being broke. Well, they wouldn't be having to, you know, claw their way out of the hole they're in or, or need to, like, get this person married off if he didn't, you know, put them in such a financial hole, I think. If this controversy was around, no dollar amount would cure them. I, I mean, is part of the reason why they took in Marina a financial reason? I thought she was family. Well, yeah, She's, but, like, loosely family, too. I, I don't know. Like, I, I can't remember. I, I feel like it's there's a there's a decent reason like you know. I think she's what? just blowing smoke because she's 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 no. She good. is in the wrong. She Miss Featherington is com- con- consistently in the wrong. So she may just be blowing smoke there. Yeah. She is. I think. so. <laughs> what? She is blowing smoke. Yeah, that's absolutely absolutely what she's doing. Why don't, why don't we tie up Mr. Featherington while we're at it though? Yeah. So he goes to see Will. Yeah, because he sees an ad for boxing. <laughs> and he says, hey, I got an idea. Will. I'm going to bet the house on you, and then you take the fall. <laughs> and Will's like, get out. <laughs> you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> but then we see Lord Featherington actually turn into a little manipulative snake himself. And he's like, look, do you think your father so. would be proud of you? Mm-hmm. For like waking up and trying your hardest in the ring to provide for your family, because as they say, his father was in the army or something like that. You know, he tried, he basically guilts him. He says like, "You're, is this the life you oh, want, yeah. or do no, you just no, want no, the yes. chance to 
make some money quick and not kill yourself. Right. Mr. Featherington is absolutely a snake here. He's just yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he, it's been established he is trashy from the get-go of the scene. He's just being trash and it's funny. I feel like I didn't recognize him earlier in the season cuz he must have lost money on one of these fights earlier, right? We just didn't put face to the name there. Yeah, probably. Because so and he's like a nobody character. There's like a hundred characters introduced in the first episode, and they all look the same. Again, going back to that casting issue, they all look like a variation on each other. One's slightly older than the other, has different hair, but they all look like generic white dude number one from like mm-hmm. it's like a video game where you can like change like certain <laughs> attributes, but they look the same. Uh, but yeah, he's uh he's trying to climb out of the financial hole that he's in, and so. Yeah, we'll see if Will takes a fall next week or not. That is one of the hanging threads for next week. Yeah, and we see him like looking into the distance. If you were Will, what would you do? I would just ignore this man. Like he, this guy is just clearly like trying to help himself. <laughs> I, you have a look, lucrative career as a successful boxer. Don't get. But he doesn't have a lucrative career mess. as a successful boxer. He's not successful. Well, he has a home. He has a he's not a great friend. home. He's got he, family. His best friend lives in a mansion. <laughs> It's like if they played that like game in the schoolyard, Mash, ma- Mansion, Apartment, Shack, and House, mm-hmm. and Simon got Mansion, and Will got Shack. Yeah. I, I mean, how hard would it be for Will to ask like uh, Simon, like, I need some money? I don't... I mean, they're boys. They're real tight boys. But he never has, and he's thinking about... He's I, if I'm, yeah. and, and if he's a proud man, he's not going to take up Mr. Featherington on his offer. It's just idiotic it's not gonna happen i think he's gonna i think if if it were me and i knew the upside i'd probably throw the fight that also means you're actually gonna get beat up dave you'd rather yeah it does you're throwing a fight you're you're gonna have to take a pounding to to like lose yeah but you ever see the finger poke of doom in wcw well you gotta make it convincing or else they'll know it's rigged you can't just do that this is real you're saying he can't you can't take a back bump you're telling me that Will can't fall down if you're gonna sell it yeah he can't just do that yeah I think he could sell it and I think we'll see him sell it next week I mean I feel like that's the only option otherwise like why are they introducing this plot line (laughs) and they have to actually go through with that unless there's some or they want to dig the Featheringtons deeper into financial ruin which I would love I wish them the worst uh Anyways, though, so we see the first lives club, the 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 den of inequity, a bunch of women, smoking, drinking. They're drinking beer too. Yeah, a lot of beer They're, drinking in this episode. Makes me a little bit thirsty. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> bubbles. I mean, we'll get to the conversation about the bubbles in a minute. Yeah. Um, but that's something I that's really all we see is like that whole deal, and then we kind of go quickly to Tony and Simon at it, like a, their own function. Well, I mean, do we want to just talk about the ladies' club? What, 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 what else is going on there? I don't think much is going on there. Daphne t- can talks to the general's wife and says, hey, could you do this favor oh. for me? Oh, right. I mean, that happens. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty important to the story. Yeah. But then we, right. then we go to the other beer scene where mm-hmm. Aunt Tony, our boy Tony, is, is sipping on a beer. And he talks about, you know, like, sometimes brandy's good, but I love the bubbles. Yeah. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Bridgerton. He's drinking. It's not even just Bud Light. He's drinking Bud Light Lime too, isn't he? The Bud Light Orange. Oh, okay. The BLO. <laughs> Taking it real easy right now. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's just hanging out with Simon. Uh, he also becomes 
becomes transfixed on a lady walking by. Uh, Tony does. He, he sees a woman. He thinks it's Sienna. He thinks so, but it, it may not be. Could be could be someone else. Um. But yeah, uh, Tony tells Simon like he knows his sister can mess up, but not that badly. Whatever's going on between you two, he's aware of it. She mm-hmm. can't be that messed up, man. I know my sister's. <laughs> she she can make mistakes, but she kind of made one that bad. And Simon's like, I'm just trying to be in my, my word. I'm, I'm just trying trying to do the best I can by her. And, like, and really, really, dude. Tony's like, you've never had family. No wonder why you don't understand. <laughs> and Simon and then Simon takes it to him like, well, you don't really. What would your father think of you? He ain't been around for a long time. He's gone. He's I think he's dead. <laughs> And they he says that. I think he's dead. <laughs> I don't know. He might be dead. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> we haven't. He didn't die on screen, so we don't know. Unlike my yeah. father, who did die on screen. And so, how does Tony react? They start fighting. Yeah, he sucker punches Simon. And, uh, and they, Simon gets a few punches in. And then Simon, Tony suplexes him through a table. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, the the smaller of the two, Tony, takes Simon by the back and then just. Lifts him off his feet and German, throws him. German suplexes. Brock Lesnar. German suplexes him through <laughs> through a table, and then he kips up and he says, "Welcome to Suplex City, bitch!" And then walks off screen. That's it. That's Tony. Music hits. He now Simon has yeah. to be nice to Daphne because he lost the match. But it's funny though. Simon gets up and he's like grinning because he's like, "I got inside his head." That's what. That's the look on his face. Like I got inside Tony's head. I wanted to be suplexed. <laughs> Simon loves. He's a. He loves pain. I also love the camera work in, in this scene where it really gets like kinetic where it's like oh man they're really thrown down and it lasts like 20 seconds and it goes to like the bird's eye shot of the table the, <laughs> yeah. the table spot that's the, yeah. that's the crane camera right there how many times do you think they shot that scene it's, do you think it's actually them I hope so that'd be great <laughs> I mean it's probably like sugar glass so it's probably like you know pretty dispo- they probably just vacuum it up yeah. put another fake table out there like an Eric sure. Andre table yeah. So they probably did it two or three Just times. Cork. Yeah. So, anyways, though, uh, does, Daphne goes to visit him to take care of him, right? Yeah, well, he's, like, cleaning the... He's pulling the glass shards out of his eye. <laughs> As it happens. And she's like, look, I have brothers. I know, mm-hmm. I know how to do this. Let me do this. And then Simon takes the opportunity to explain to Daphne his... Vow to his dying father. The thing that we got wrong. <laughs> and Daphne's like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I'm your <laughs> wife. <laughs> but he's like, you betrayed me in our marriage bed. <laughs> and she's like, you... Be- huh? <laughs> I'm definitely... I mean, say say what you will about last week. It's hard not to be on Daphne's side in the situation. I don't know. I don't know. What she did to him was pretty, pretty rough. Uh... Let's just leave it at that. We'll see how the, the, the results come out of the pregnancy test, right? That That's where they leave. It's like, we'll see in a few days if I'm pregnant or not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we go to this concert, basically, right? And there's that sort of pre, you know, hors d'oeuvres. This is the Queen's mm-hmm. concert. And there's yeah. a lot of more intersecting plots that go from the first party that we didn't discuss that come into this. But do you want also, to just keep going on what we're talking about? or Yeah. Well, one thing is Whistledown does some narration about gambling. What is she referring to? I think this club, the ladies' right. club. Yeah. There's and she lot, also talks of... about, Whistledown talks about uh, the Duke and Duchess and says that they're not entertaining together. Mm-hmm. 
So that must clearly mean that they're uh, still in the throes of passion, and yeah, that's a good thing. So mm-hmm. whoever Whistledown is, she's not that close to the Bridgertons. No. She, she, but she says, like, is there anything more exhilarating than a gamble? And it's like, Dave, you and I, we played paintball a week ago. I think that's actually a little bit more exhilarating than gambling, I'd say. I mean, the, it the is a gamble in and of itself. Shot. That is true. That is life. We were like, we we're like old Simon. We got thrown around the paintball field, and we got up, <laughs> smiled, walked away. <laughs> yep. So yeah, there's a concert going on. Colin's missing it. Uh, yep. Tony's like consoling him, being like, "The pain will pass, Colin. Just deal with it." Uh, and yeah, they're all at the concert. We see Tony leering down a woman's dress. Uh, very, very. It's Sienna. It's directly. not just a woman. I, sure, it, it is Sienna. That's true. It doesn't stop him from you. You follow the the trajectory of his eyes. He is looking down her dress the entire time. He's not I mean, just he's looking. He's got at a her. very. He got a very high angle. <laughs> yeah. Draw like it's a Looney Tunes dotted line. From his eye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is Tony, and that's all we get out of that is just him like. Well, she's holding <laughs> this guy's hand, so maybe she's being paid to be there, or maybe she's got a got herself. And the guy a man, they show finally. for a second looks like a doofus. I don't know. Looks like he's in the Killers or something like that. Yeah, he, he looks pretty lame. Um, yeah, and this scene ends with uh, Daphne running out of the concert, and she has had her period. It's that time of the month. She ain't pregnant. no baby. She she's crying. She's crying, and my, my Mother Bridgerton, Lady Bridgerton, comes running in to be there with her daughter. All so she can tough, do, you tough know. luck. That's the breaks. Yes, so there's that. Hopefully, you know, I'm going to call it, Dave. I think in the finale next week, can, you want, can I fancy book for a second? Yeah. I bet you Marina has her child, and then Daphne and Simon adopt it. No. I'm just saying. The guy, if they George can't have comes a kid, back. George comes back. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe George comes do. back and says, I don't want the kid. Give it to them. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. So we, we did um, skip over a lot of little plots. Sure. So let's let's tackle those real fast. Um, Granville. Granville is back, and him and his wife are talking to old Ben. Danny. Yeah. He's like, you want to come paint again? We can do it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't know, man. And then we yeah. see his wife is like, hey, this guy parties all night. I don't even know what he's up to. Mm-hmm. And then we see another sequence with them, which I thought was really good, where Lord Granville says he's in love with a man. And he says that he risks every day, risks his life every day for love and that he can't even smile at the guy. Yeah. So, you know, this is the life they live. So... You know, hopefully you understand, and hopefully you come back to paint another round or two, man. Yeah, I do like that uh, in this Shondaverse of Bridgerton, mm-hmm. where race is not a thing, homophobia still is. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're picking and choosing. <laughs> so all the issues about race that that just do not exist in the world of Bridgerton, and I think it's great storytelling. Obviously, it's progressive storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, homophobia is still very real. <laughs> yeah, they'd be killed. They would be yeah. murdered for their behavior and their habits. Absolutely. So, no bueno there. Hopefully they can work it out. Yeah, and also we have uh, the queen mm-hmm. touches base with Eloise and says, look, you got to get working. Yeah. So, when Eloise... Tell me who it is. Takes Penelope. 
sort of gets her out of all the drama and says, like, let's get back to work. Let's get cracking. And then Penelope and Eloise start to piece together the fact that this can't be someone from the house. This has to be someone in town. Mm -hmm. It has to be someone that's privy to a lot of knowledge but is not hands-on enough to be able to face the backlash. Yeah, and who, it's got to be a tradesperson. So we and then, see and they, this. They, well, they make the plan that if they can tell the queen this, hopefully it will make the Featheringtons fall into good favor. Favor. That's that's a key thing. But the queen is not thrilled. She goes, "You think that's enough information? Like I got my PIs on it. I'm gonna." Yeah, she hired a team now. She says, "I'm the queen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get Lady Featherington or Whistledown, and I'm gonna yeah. kill her." <laughs> that's what she says she's gonna murder her? she says I'm gonna kill her I want her dead I want her head on a pike I'm okay. the queen but and I want Featherington while you're at it <laughs> while we're in this um, at this party Benedict is like I'm leaving this concert I'm not gonna stay here for three hours uh-huh. El- uh, Eloise why don't you come with me mm-hmm. and they're in the car they're in the coach they say we gotta make a stop yep and we see them pick up De la Croix. De la Croix. Yeah. And then we see the sort of montage play in Eloise's head. Is she whistled down? It's funny, because at the beginning of this episode, before this even happened, I was just starting to think about whistled down. I was like, De la Croix would make a lot of sense because who's left on the show to actually be that character and who is around everyone at random times? Well, it, it was probably De la Croix. Like, I was already starting to put it together before this episode got me there, but. Kudos to them to, to get Is this right. just a red herring, though? Maybe. Maybe we get Julie Andrews. Who knows? Maybe it's Sienna. I doubt that. But we'll, we'll see. That would be a good swerve. It's not Delacroix. De it's the person that Delacroix feeds the information to. I do or like is that. This, this is going to be like Pretty Little Liars, where we think we know who it is, and it's just going to keep changing every season. Right, like Gossip Girl. There, there was no real Gossip Girl the whole time, except it was one of the people. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though. I do like that they're they're keeping it consistent with Benedict. That he he likes to he likes to get around. He likes women. He likes men. He likes what he likes. Yeah, let going, Benedict he, live. Let Benedict live his life. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really the the only un undiscussed plot? More or less, I think that covers the episode. So yeah, I mean, they really leave Tony in the lurch there, which is leering at what's her name the whole time. Serena, or whatever. Sienna. Sienna. <laughs> We're trying here, people. Well, was it a good episode? Yeah, I'm. I think I'm ready it teed to up a lot for a finale. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. You are right. It is a. It, it's a good setup episode for the finale to knock it out of the park. There's lots of open issues, a lot of things mm-hmm. that have to get resolved, but it also sort of compartmentalizes things in a way that will make it pretty easy to package everything. So like. Daphne is now connected to the Marina storyline, and we ha- we've reunited Penelope and Eloise, so that can sort of tie up the Featheringtons. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's going to hopefully it'll end nicely. We'll find out next week. It might so. be terrible. I don't know. People are hyped up for this next season whenever it arrives. I don't know. Yeah. But let's get to the power rankings, Dave. All Who right. Who do you got number number three going down? I got Daphne. Okay. Because, you know, she's she's kind of, she's not pregnant. She's not thrilled that she's not pregnant. She throws her mom under the bus. Yeah. And she's trying 
with Simon. It's just not working. And she's, but, but on the good side, she is like she can't be the ultimate worst because she's helping Marina, even though she doesn't have to. Sure. Well, number three going down, I got Simon. Okay. Uh, he's in a bad mood, you know, and he gets owned bad, by Tony. Are you sure, in that, are you that sure that he's in a bad mood? He smiles and walks That's away. That's true. That's true, but he loses the fight, and uh, he's not in a good place. So Simon's just not having a good week. True. Okay. Well, at number two down, I got Marina. Same here. Because it's really tough to... You know, she set herself up for this, and she doesn't seem to... Uh, bear the burden of what she's of, of her own issues she seems yeah. to pass it off to other people instead of taking the blame and I, I know that Lady Featherington is to blame for yeah. a lot of it but she really seems to make it like she expected some someone or something to save her and right. that's no that's I, not how it works there's no one I find more insufferable in life than those who feel sorry for themselves and do nothing about it <laughs> it just drives me up a wall and but she also Marina doesn't seem right to now. feel sorry for herself. I think she's, she does. Because she's not doing anything. She, she, well, we, oh, we left out the biggest thing of this episode. She tries to kill herself at the end. She makes Oh, yeah, tea. that's right. Duh, yeah. Duh, Was it a good episode? This is why yes. we're so, so good yeah, at this. So, yeah, she doesn't feel sorry for her. I don't think she, she noticeably feels sorry for herself until she tries to take her own life in this sort of potion Well, sequence. I mean, how, how do you not – how do you just arrive at that conclusion? Like, I don't feel sorry for myself. Actually, let me go kill myself now. I'm feeling sorry for myself. No, she's feeling sorry for herself the whole episode. <laughs> That's why oh, she, she she's does, like so down. It. Yes, she shows it. That's why she's so down on Daphne with like you're not going to achieve anything with your letter. You're no help. Like she really just is like nothing's going to work. She's just a d- so, Debbie Downer. Time to drink some tea and see what happens. Roll the dice. Yeah. Well, she Yep. I have a feeling she'll be just fine. Okay. Well, Dave, who's number 1 going down? I got Lady Featherington. Sure. It's done. And, and she's like Marina. She cannot own and take any blame for the, uh, something that she's very much guilty. Mm-hmm. And she is very much part of the problem with, with what happened with Marina. And she's trying to pass it off on her husband. They're broke. Uh, this controversy, all the goodwill that Marina did calling out Delacroix last week, out the window because Marina's a nobody. Yeah. Well, Things aren't I going got, great. I got Daphne at number one. The, the episode ends... Before that, with uh, you know Marina trying to kill herself, with Daphne crying because mm-hmm. she's not going to have a kid, and then also she, we need to give her some downage for what she did to Simon last week, and us just being too slow to pick up on how wrong that was. She, she's not great. I don't. I didn't. I've really kind of turned against her this episode. She, like I don't think she's understanding. I mean, as much as Simon's whole thing is just a vow to his father, she doesn't really try for a second to understand his where he's coming from or anything. And so mm-hmm. you got to be better than that. All right. Who do you have going up? Tony. Oh, he's got my w. three too. <laughs> yeah, I mean he won, and then he, he's just he's just humming a humming a humming about the end of the episode. So and he's and he's kind of on his best behavior, all things considered. Sure, absolutely. So I think I think he got called out enough for being a, a, a man about town. Absolutely. <laughs> and that suplex, that was a, you know, he let the power meter charge, hit the L one button, hit the finisher yeah, through the table. Special, yeah. Bell rang, <laughs> ding ding ding. He wins. Well, number two, I got Eloise. Okay. She's Interesting. She's figuring it out. She's about to know who who, uh, who Whistledown is. I feel and, like uh, if it's not Delacroix, it's kind of null and void. Egg on her face, but she got out of that concert she didn't want to go to, so good That's on her. That's true. Well, I got Lady Danbury at number two because we see she's she's the queen of the scene. That is fair. This party is, she's like, this is my party. Mm-hmm. And 
it's a wild party. They're smoking, they're drinking, they're gambling. She must be making out like a bandit at a party, something Absolutely. like this. Absolutely. You you wonder if she like takes any money from this or anything? You know? I would. Yeah. Why not? I'd skim a little off the top. Give me five bucks. First wives club. Let's go. Well, at number one, I got Benedict. I got Benedict too. The dude is just swinging. He's swinging from one man to a woman to another, and he's just living his life. Yeah, this is an episode where I feel like a lot of it is sort of teeing up the uh, positive finale for the, the individuals that are not in the, mm-hmm. in the red. So it's kind of tough to find someone who had a really good week. And Benedict didn't have a noticeably good week. He just had a better week than everybody else. Absolutely. So all the more power to him. Hopefully he can keep that, that those good vibes going next week. That's true. Yeah, one more week, Ben. I don't know if he's going to be... Crack the top three in the finale. He's really got to... Maybe for the finale, if it's juicy enough, we could do a top five and bottom five. Or a top I mean, five it, and bottom three. The episode is an hour and 13 minutes, so there's going to be a lot to unpack. Okay, okay. Well, let's uh, so. may, p- potentially do that if if, if it warrants. Sure. It. Okay. We'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah. And that wraps this episode of Bridgerton. Yeah. Closing the book. That. Absolutely. Book one. Ending soon. Dave, have you been watching anything else this past week? I don't think I have watched anything this past week. Oh, YouTube really? videos, random YouTube videos. Sure. I, it's been a busy week. We've uh, been busy. Well, I guess we got together and we watched movies with our we group. Did. We're in a movie club together and we watched Anchorman. And I, for the first time in my life, I saw the Michael Bay movie The Rock. And what did you think, Dave? I thought it was good. I mean, I think it got a little unfair cable hype, you know? Sure. But it was, I mean, great performances. It's a fun movie. It's just a fun movie. Great Sean Connery. <laughs> He's so good in that movie. He is on fire. <laughs> Earning that paycheck. What about you? You been watching anything? Just the Olympics, what I can catch. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm super into the skateboarding. So Saturday and Sunday night, 8 to 12.30 at night, I was watching the entire street competition. Super locked in for that, especially like since the Tony Hawk remaster came out last year, I got well versed back into the skate culture, so I mm-hmm. knew the names and everything. And I was so disappointed to see certain people, you know, bail out. And it's it's the worst kind of thing where not only do they fail to land a trick, they then land with their crotch on a rail or they like bang their head into the ground. And it's like, oh man, <laughs> just insult to injury that they're just not hitting it. Uh, super captivating though, it's okay. so good. We also uh, d- we we also did some. Uh Took a little pilgrimage this weekend. You came to New York for once. I did. <laughs> you I did. did. It's funny. As much as we, we talk and see each other and everything, the number of times Dave has been to New York, not that many. <laughs> Twice for the podcast. Sure. And a handful of times. It's fine. I respect it. You, you're not a New York man. It's okay. But I, we made an exception for our old pal, but... We, we met up with, our, so us our, and our attorney, Kevin, mm-hmm. met up with an old friend that we used to make movies with in high school, and we got lunch, and our friend said, I gotta yeah. go meet somebody else, and we said, oh, okay, and we said, where do we have to go? <laughs> where would where would uh, Princess Margaret want us to go if we were alone in Summertime. New York City <laughs> in the summer, and we <laughs> we made a pilgrimage, a maiden voyage, if you will, to, to Margaritaville. Margaritaville <laughs> in Times Square. And, and the service and was slow, but it was good. Those were good marks. They were, they were really good marks. And, and Dave, you're, you're a Jimmy Buffett man, so you were just living life there with all the music playing and stuff. Oh, yeah, when they were playing Panic at the Disco and 
all the other non Jimmy well, Buffett songs. In, in between, like, yeah, the, the Buffett medleys. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Clapton, uh, going, Van Morrison. <laughs> to people who have never been to New York, avoid Margaritaville. You don't have to go there, but if you just, if it happens to be locally and you want a good Marg, you could do worse. That, that's what I say. But if you that's are a true. Buffett head like Dave, maybe the find Parrot another Margaret. Yeah, if you're a Parrot head. <laughs> that's the name of his fans, Parrot Heads? Yeah, yeah. All right, so if you're a fan, there's so many Margaritavilles everywhere you can go to those, but if you find yourself in Times Square... It's there for you. If it you was funny. It. We saw like somebody in the lobby with this like eight bags from the M and M store, and it's like this mm-hmm. is just this is New York's back, baby. There's oh, no such man. thing was, as the Delta variant. In New it was York. bizarre. I, I went in the bathroom of Margaritaville, and it was uh, it was five children that had to be younger than the age of ten. It's like, what are they doing here? They didn't have masks or anything. It's just like this is Margaritaville. This ain't for children. Hey, but we made it out alive. Uh, yeah, I mean, you made it out of New York alive. I'm still here. Yeah, we're fine, TBD we're, on you. We're we're pretty well vaccinated over here and uh, managing. So, not not yeah. as bad as other areas. Before this call I, or this podcast, I was on a phone call with uh, people in Australia, and they were just entering four weeks of lockdown there. So, thoughts out to you if you have to deal with yeah. that in Australia. That is that's rough. Sorry, but before we go, I think we should do yeah. a little. We should touch base on. I, I don't know if we've discussed this properly on the podcast, but. Mm-hmm. For our upstairs Patreon patrons, I know technically June is how you start the summer, but we're starting our upstairs action summer in July. Yeah. And we're going to spend our summer the next three months. Unfortunately, our July episode will probably come out in the first week of August, but that's a just scheduling conflict. So we'll hit you with two in August and one in September because it's still warm enough to be summer in September. But we're hey, going to hit you with action hot. movies that feature actors from the TV shows we've been watching. And we're starting with the guest starring Dan Stevens, which is a heck of a ride. Yeah. So throw it on it. after, you yeah. know, a day at the beach. Is it street? Where is it streaming? Anywhere? Netflix? Uh, it's, it's out there. It's out there. We, I mean, I think we watched it on Netflix back when we watched it together. So yeah. it is definitely available and it's a good one it's, it's and, on netflix still yeah and dan stevens you know not coming back to downton but he's coming back into our viewing lives for for 90 minutes or so mm-hmm. so we encourage yeah. anyone to jump on and get in the lords of grantham lounge is hopping we, we're very grateful for all our contributions from the fans there so that's all good and so, yeah so until we see each other again you can Find us in all the typical places: uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We got Lords Grantham at Gmail. We have the, our website of Lords Grantham at Podbean. We got the merch at T Public, and uh, you can leave us a five-star rating review if you so choose on iTunes. Yes, indeed, and that about does it. There you have it, folks. And we'll one see one more you next week, week of Bridgerton. That's right. Yeah, the finale of Bridgerton. Let's get it. Yeah.